0: Welcome back to the Netflix-sponsored Slasher Tonic podcast. As always, I'm your host, Troy Roulette, and today I am joined again by uh, Slasher Tonic alumnus and uh, friend of the pod, or roommate of the pod. What's your name?
1: I I live here. My name's Christian. Christian Hissom. Hello, hello.
0: Hello. Good to have you back, man.
1: It's good to be here.
0: Um, Didn't scare you away. You've done this twice now, so...
1: It gets easier every time. (laughs) Thank God.
0: Thank God. That's what we like to hear. Um, So we're back. Um, We're back for a little bit of, uh, uh, well, I should go ahead and say for uh, those who are new or maybe just uh, dropping in, um, the Slasher Tonic podcast, us, that's us. uh, We are doing week-by-week coverage of the Netflix exclusive Leah, or no, Lee Janiak. Janie, I, I still don't know this week. You didn't get this down? No, no, no I didn't. Uh, uh, a Netflix exclusive, Lee Janaiic, um, Fear Street... Film Trilogy event um, So last week We covered Fear Street Part 1 1994 so you can go and check that out um, This week we're covering 1978 and then Stop by next week because we'll be covering 1666 once uh, it comes out this Friday so um, Stick around for that um, But uh, But yeah so we are Going back, math, math, 16 years? Man, I don't know.
1: <laughs> we were communication majors. <laughs> not, no, 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 not us. Yeah, no, I know. We can't do math. <laughs> we majored in communication.
0: Computing, computing, computing. Okay, my studies show, my, my numbers have found that we're going back 16 years. <laughs> 1998, no, 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 1994 to the summer camp wonderland of 1978. So we're here, part two, um, 1978. We watched it this past Friday, right? So we're recording on Monday. So we've had some time to, uh, to let it stew, um, let it, you know, stir around in the pot. Um, so we're here. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think? Initial thoughts?
1: I mean, I thought it was good. Yeah. It was yeah. very, very campy. Uh, pun intended. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I think that, you know, last week, you know, when we talked about 1994, I think, you know, we didn't really have a ton of expectations going into it um, outside of just thinking that the promos and the trailers looked pretty cool, pretty, uh, um, pretty promising. And then I think, you know, it kind of surpassed our expectations. It was it was something that impressed us. Um, And, you know, when we were watching it last week, I was like, okay, I'm interested. Um, But I knew that, you know, 1978, I knew that the sequel, that was the one I was really anticipating. Um, So, for a lot of different reasons, you know, I think the 70s are, you know, uh, a groovy decade. Um, So, it's cool to explore that. And then, of course, who doesn't love, you know, like you said, the campy wonderland of of a summer camp nightmare. Um, That is, I guess, Camp Nightwing. Um, But, uh, but yeah, no, I think that, um, I'll just go ahead and say I enjoyed this one a lot more than I did in 1994. Um, that's not to say I didn't enjoy 94, but I, I did enjoy this one um, for, I mean, th- there's a, a, a multitude of things about this one that I think uh, uh, were really, really um, just fun. Um, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I think that uh, uh, 1994 does a really good job of, of characterization and, and building that world and everything. But I think, I, I don't know how you feel about it, but um character wise do you think better than 1994 or how do you feel about that
1: um i think it yeah i think there is more depth to these characters like i agree personality
0: it it may not be i you know you're definitely And. and i mean it's it's a different era but you're definitely i don't think well i was gonna say you're not getting a um what was his name from the one that died in 94, the one that we really liked? Uh, Simon. Simon, yeah. I mean, I was going to say we don't get a Simon-esque character, but I feel like Alice kind of sort of embodies sort of that rebellious nature or whatnot. Um, But, I mean, I think that, and, you know, we can talk about characters and really get into that here in uh, a few moments. But I think, you know, from the characterization, I thought, I mean, I think, Sadie Sink is very, very good, you know, and we had seen her in Stranger Things, but I mean, she definitely had a major part in just carrying, I mean, the trio there between Sadie Sink... Um, Emily Rudd, I believe is her name, that played her sister, um, and uh, Ryan Simpkins, who played Alice. I think that trio there, um, I think it's it's very, very strong. Um, so, you know, the characterization, I think, is is a little bit better in this in this film, like you said. And then also, just from a visual standpoint, um, dig in pretty much everything vibe, atmosphere-wise. Yeah. Um, and I mean... I was thinking about this today when, you know, thinking about, you know, our conversation that we were going to have about this movie. And I was just thinking, how long has it been since we've had a mainstream, I guess, how long has it been since we've had this type of environment, sort of that, you know, summer camp slasher um, on a mainstream stage? The only thing that I could think about was... AHS American Horror Story 1984 I only saw like the first episode
1: yeah I think I saw half of that
0: okay yeah yeah so I I don't know if we've really seen something very reminiscent of Friday the 13th you know since I mean 2009 I mean that wasn't necessarily well there was final girls there was final girls. That's right. Right. Which I still haven't seen. Is that a summer camp? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so there are probably key players there. Um, and that came out fairly recently too. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things where, you know, whenever I see this, um, whenever I see this particular environment in sort of this modern lens, um, cause I mean, it's definitely much different. Um, you know, I hate to always hearken back to Stranger Things when we're talking about Fear Street, but there is a reason. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but Caleb Heyman, who's the cinematographer for the Fear Street trilogy, he did six episodes of Stranger Things, mm. which I think makes a lot of sense when it comes to the visual similarities and the parallels and stuff like that. And just the worlds are kind of similar, um, I feel. And I, I, I have you seen Riverdale?
1: Yeah, I saw the first two seasons.
0: I don't know why visual. – I've never seen an episode, but visually I feel like I have an idea of what that show is like. Is it in any way like Riverdale?
1: This movie?
0: Yeah, this movie.
1: Um, Dialogue-wise, yes.
0: Okay. How about, like, was 94 kind of like
1: Riverdale? Not no, – no. Okay. Okay, because
0: well, I was thinking, I and, and you know, th- that helps because I've never seen the show, um, but I I feel like, you know, there is kind of a, a CW vibe that you might, you know, get. With. I don't know what you would necessarily call it, but this this particular film and, you know, things like Stranger Things and things like these, you know, young adult uh, drama stories, I feel like they kind of have a shared uh, visual. Um, but I think that you, you kind of get that with this, um, with 1978, and I don't know if we've necessarily... Seen that to this point. Did you notice anything like with the, 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 it wasn't shot on film, but did you notice the grainy filter? Yeah. yeah. I, I thought that was a pretty cool touch, um, just to sort of put us back in that environment. Um, but there, uh, Just watching, I mean, I think it's a very beautifully shot movie, um, and just sort of watching, you know, everything play out. And like I said, I've never really seen, like, say, a a Crystal Lake, or I've never really seen um, just any type of summer camp slasher in just such a crisp 4K (laughs) lens. Like, I've never seen it through that, so it almost felt wrong. To see, you know, uh, like the mess hall and everything, but it looks so damn good. So I was so happy to see that, I, and and just with the camera work, um, and uh, just the visual itself, it's just it's absolute candy for me. Um, so I it was it already had a leg up um, going in, and I think it absolutely executed well. Or, or there, you know, the day scenes and especially into the night, um, lighting everything pretty well. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that visuals chef kiss it's one of my favorite things about this movie um you know that anything visual wise stand out to you you're more of a character guy
1: yeah me. yeah yeah I think visually the part where they're in the um they're in that bug room the room with all the bugs with like the spiders and the snakes and
0: where the romance has happens yes yeah.
1: yes you know that that was probably my favorite room visually <laughs> You know, I can't think of anything right now. You're, just, you're, you're throwing these at me. I'm, you're you're definitely
0: the guy right now. I feel like I've walked up to you <laughs> and you've had your back turned to me and I'm like, hey, man, uh, nice to meet you. And you turn around and you have a pet snake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Christian. So, is that a guy from high school that <laughs> you've been out of high school for five years and someone from high school approaches you in the, in the the grocery store. Is like, Hey, uh."
0: (laughs) it is exactly like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think as far as specifics goes, the interiors, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Um, The interiors of the cabins, I think are really cool, especially the mess hall. Um, I think all around, and I know this was filmed and all of it was pretty much filmed in Georgia. Um, I don't know exactly where this specific camp or location would, Uh, Was was filmed, but I thought it would be pretty cool to visit there. I don't know. You never know with these these types of things. They might have just built it and torn it down. Or knowing just the track record for, you know, horror locations, it probably was burnt by you know just some just some you know rowdy rowdy uh
1: pastors, pastors. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we don't we don't want it. We don't want it. We we curse your evil off my lawn. (laughs) Uh, our church is right down the road we will not have this satanic devil worship in our vicinity
0: so the visuals (laughs) so i think christian and i both like the visuals yeah um but yeah i think that was definitely a standout thing for me and i thought just knowing that the 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 DP on this um, also has you know connections to Stranger Things definitely makes a lot of sense because um, I feel like you know the these worlds you know they are uh, especially with ninety four and um, um, nineteen seventy eight and sixteen sixty six will be a very very drastic. Um, difference Um, but I feel like in a lot of ways it, it, it's kind of a tough task because you're if you're if you're going back to these decades that people who were born in like 2005 I feel like visually and even the music which we'll talk about I feel like it, you have to sort of toe that line between Going for the low hanging fruit of the decade, like, you know, the, the way they dress, the music, the, the needle drops, all that type of thing. And, you know, but that is also true to the decade. So I think that's an interesting challenge that a lot of um, filmmakers have nowadays when they're setting stories like this that are kind of like genres of the past especially like something that takes place in the 70s at a summer camp and is very friday the 13th there may be a lot of distance between people who are like 16 years old watching this and may not know that much about it so you do have to incorporate that but i do think there are aspects of it that are very saturated and you know uh, a little campy like you said but you know it kind of just comes with the territory but I guess from here, do you want to get into the characters? Just talk about those for a little bit. Yeah, hey, let's go. All right, let's so, hop in. Hollis, <laughs> give me a drink. Uh, it, it, Hollis, you do know that Hollis doesn't serve us drinks while we're doing these episodes. He's the sketch artist, remember?
1: Well, you know, he should. He's not sketching anything right now. Hollis, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> I think he's playing with his pet snake. <laughs> um But yeah, so characters. Is there anybody you want to dive into first? Ooh. And we can kind of, we can kind of go, you know, any which way with it. There's no exact direction. Is there anybody who stands out in your mind?
1: Ooh, stands out? Mm-hmm. Man, young officer Nick Good.
0: Now, see, this is, this is someone that um, I feel like I, I, I just, I, I, I watched him, I saw him, I saw his relationship and love with, 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 Ziggy blossom, but I just feel like I never really cared
1: about him Yeah, he was very strange. He was a very strange dude like You know, there's some there's some very it, It's very weird because he's a camp counselor and he's making out with <laughs> With a with a, a camper and you have to sit there and you think man This guy should get fired yeah, and, and, and
0: that's why I asked her in the movie. I was like, what's the age difference between
1: these two? I think it was one year difference because at one point he says, or she says, um, it's your first year as a counselor, my last year as a camper.
0: Okay, so, and I mean, I guess it's just the the, uh, the title that
1: makes it weird. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're in charge of this person, so you shouldn't use, you know, that title to make out with them.
0: It's, I, I feel like in this scenario it's kind of like if there was a student just out of their bachelor's degree and they started teaching at a college yeah. and they, they started dating their student yeah you're like I understand but the, the titles here the worlds are are, are, are are so different that it makes it weird um, and, and this is another example you know with him and I feel like you kind of have to intrinsically tie him to Ziggy the whole entire time because I guess he's kind of you know he's he's courting her the whole time he's very interested yeah uh, this is the second Fear Street movie. I mean, '94. There was sort of weird, forced romance um, between Josh and and Kate. I can't remember from the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then in this one, I, I I didn't I I don't Ziggy just seems like a very strong, independent person, and I don't know if she would fall under that that guy's spell.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so quickly, but I don't know. Maybe maybe she would. Um, but I mean, as far as Nick goes, I mean he's he's definitely there just to sort of give us and in the end we know that he what he he's he's not a believer yeah no because he's from he's from sunnydale yeah and everyone pretty much they're pretty much like uh they just deny the the yep. shady side. it's like an
1: urban legend that witch there which um yeah because he doesn't he doesn't believe it the entire time he's like there's no sarah fear yeah no yeah. one's being possessed by sarah fear it but. makes sense that the guy would grow up to be a a cop well yeah i mean it was even in the <laughs> it was in like the first like 20 minutes um, uh, when she's being when she almost gets strung up by those kids um uh, and he, he comes out of the woods he's like stop that
0: <laughs> yeah with, <laughs> Z- it... with ziggy is is gonna be burned yes can we i mean i i this is like in Final Exam when Wildman wants to burn my man, Pledge Gary. Gary. And they're like, and everybody's like, it's whoa. Like, Yo, you can't do that. You, you can't burn someone.
1: <laughs> You're going to ruin camp. <laughs>
0: but yeah, it's definitely, he's definitely there to just sort of police everyone. And he's just kind of, he's just kind of a plain bagel.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, really the only good things he did and that was, you know, get everyone into the mess hall. Mm-hmm. And then bring Ziggy back to life. We could talk about that in a little bit, but
0: yeah, yeah. We can talk about that. Um, I mean, and, 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 as far as, you know, I don't know if he'd really be in the movie unless, you know, he obviously plays a role and then, and uh, do you think he's going to be redeemed?
1: Um, maybe he might, he seems like the kind of character that sacrifices himself.
0: That's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. I could definitely see that. I think that, yeah. Cause I don't know if he's ever going to be interesting enough. Yeah. Or or likable enough to get to that point where you're like, oh, he and Ziggy are going to be together and all that. So yeah, I I, I think I'll go with you. I think I'll I'll follow that and I'll say could see this guy sacrificing himself. Yeah, in, yeah. In this uh, one,
1: because we'll just have to see where the, n- who knows what this one's where this one's gonna go.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's something we could talk about towards the end, just in sort of our predictions. But um, yeah, so that's Nick. Um, I did want to point out gary um yeah. I, he's the one with long hair um i don't know if he we, i mentioned that uh he's he was Friday the 13th. halloween or halloween yeah that's one I get, I get those
1: you know mixed up in my head one in the same big uh, in a mask carrying a weapon
0: yeah just big dummy stuff <laughs> yeah yeah um, but yeah, I was going to say, so Drew Sheed or Drew Scheid, I don't know how, how exactly you pronounce his last name, but I saw him and I was like, oh my God, that's the dude from Halloween. Um, so yeah, he was in David Gordon Green's Halloween 2018 masterpiece. Oh so yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't, I won't get into that. Um, but, uh, he was in that film and he had a very horrific death, no spoilers. Um, but he also had a very horrific death. Here. Yeah,
1: it's um, not deserved. None my, of these people would deserve to die.
0: My man got decapitated. Yeah.
1: He was just trying to he was just trying to pull some people up by the bucket. <laughs> and he got thrown down the shitter. Yeah. <laughs>
0: i'm sorry i this guy i think he's just starting to set up this he's getting typecasted in these films and these slasher films that he has to die in just horrific
1: ways yes um he's gonna be the main character in the the next one
0: yeah he's gonna be the day well he is gonna be in the next one i think everybody is well yeah everyone's
1: gonna be in the next one but i mean the next movie that he's in oh yeah like the next horror movie that this man's in he needs to be the main character
0: well maybe when the friday the 13th writes issues are up um, in 10, 20 years, whoever, whoever. If anybody, I'll go ahead and say this. If you're unfamiliar with why we, we haven't gotten a Friday the 13th film since in over a decade, um, basically it's because Sean Cunningham and, and, uh, Victor Miller are just being old dudes, old farts who are trying to, uh, basically fight for the rights. Um, so, you know, you look into that. Um, and I, 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 no disrespect to them. It's just, they're just these guys. What are you going to do with the properties at this point? Like you're, 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 you're in your older years. Like you're just, you're just arguing. Look it up, look it up. There's a, um, um, I'll do a plug for the Halloweenies podcast. You know, I like them. Um, they, uh, covered Friday the 13th, um, the whole entire series. Um, actually their previous season, they're doing Scream Now, and they had an interview with Larry Zerner who played Shelley in uh, Friday the 13th Part 3, and he's actually a lawyer now, and he can break, basically break down the whole entire um, rights dispute between Sean Cunningham and uh, Victor Miller, so go check that out. But anyways, I think that if he, if he, like you said, if he is in another film, then uh, yeah, he's got to be in a slasher film, and he's got to die a horrific death. Um, so yeah, I wanted to shout out Drew Sheed or Gary. Um, so you know we can move on to you know we can also mention the nurse real quick so ruby's mom um how did you feel about that did you think that was a cool sequence where she attacked tommy
1: um (laughs) not really i mean it's just it's just one of those where it's like she didn't have to do that you know i feel like she could have been like a good character that you know she stereotyped as the crazy nurse but then Maybe she comes around and she's a badass, you know.
0: It's one I I couldn't tell. It's it's she's definitely there to just sort of uh, be a. Uh, she's sort of there to prop up kind of the eerie nature of it all. Yeah. Um. And I think that you know, this whole uh, obsession with Sarah Fears and this whole witch. Um. um uh, a story. I think it's definitely one of those things that kind of just poisons everyone's minds, especially if you've been impacted by it directly, like she has. So yeah, I I I guess you could also kind of read it as kind of sort of a nod to Pamela Voorhees, kind of. I don't know if they were trying to do that. Whether they have this vengeful mother who's you know trying to come out and avenge her or daughter or whatnot, but yeah, I it was it was a decent sequence. I mean, you could tell from the the get go that something's you know off with her. Yeah. So it didn't come as much of a surprise, but it was interesting to know that Ruby's you know mom um, did play a role. So um, it was pretty cool, and that's what gets our boy Tommy with
1: he gets hey, his man, little head cut. Tommy, he's he's standing there. He's like he's like he's like yo, what the fuck.
0: <laughs> and, and we can talk about Tommy for a second. Um, so Tommy, you know he's uh, he's he's our, our Sarah Fiers, um for this film. He's he's got the old uh, the old bug, if you will. Um, so Tommy, I'm Thank guessing you. that's a nod to Tommy Jarvis, uh, I, I from Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. I, I I guess, um, but I'm gonna go ahead and say this: I absolutely loved his character. Um I think he his his name's McCabe Sly the character or the actor's name McCabe McCabe yeah M C C A B E, so he has a very interesting uh, and and sort of menacing name, um, but I absolutely ate up. You know, I, I feel like from the get go when you meet, well, this is probably because the trailer showed the killer with like a yellow and and then also ninety four you see him have this yellow shirt. So I don't know. He just kind of has this menacing look. So when you were introduced to him and Cindy, I feel like you kind of had this idea that like oh something's gonna happen with this guy. And when stuff stuff started unraveling, I think that. Uh, uh, that was uh, uh, really really cool to see. He just he just one of the cool things about it is you know for the duration of the movie he doesn't even have the the, the sack on his head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I don't mind because I think that if you would have put the sack on his head then it's kind of like okay you're paying too much homage here to like Friday the Thirteenth you know part two and trying to be too um, uh, I don't know homie or whatnot but um, I think that you know i'm definitely enjoying seeing kind of how fear street is is it's kind of creating its own little like monster squad like i mentioned last episode of of slashers And, you know, in Monster Squad, you know, it's very much so playing off of the universal monsters. And I've heard that, um, you know, we would consider, you know, the slashers, you know, uh, a generation's universal monsters. So I like the idea that he kind of has this sort of transition into like almost like a werewolf or a vampire, but he turns into a slasher. Um, And I thought that that was a really cool component to his character. Um, And just the way he looks throughout. I mean, did you did you know that that was going to he was going to be the killer from the get go or?
1: Um, not from the get go. Cause I mean, there's him and then there's also Arnie. So you have to think it's one of these guys. Yeah. Cause yeah. they kind of have the same build.
0: Yeah, they do. Um,
1: yeah. and you know, you don't, you don't know who's going to have who or whose face is under that sack.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's a good point. Yeah. I think literally the only thing that threw me in that direction was just the way he kind of looked and there's the yellow shirt. I recognize that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think that, uh, uh, He did a really excellent job. Um, And we can kind of, while we're here talking about Tommy, we can talk about the brutality of this movie. Um, Oh,
1: those poor kids.
0: Those poor kids. Yeah, you had a really funny tweet recently.
1: What did (laughs) it say? I said, uh, It said, uh, Fear Street Part One, who, those poor kids. Fear Street Part Two, holy shit, those poor kids. Because they just, they're getting hacked up.
0: You, we've children a, yeah yeah no that's what i was going to say and 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 you know to sort of speak to kind of the nature of you know what we're used to seeing and it's sort of off-putting because you know we're used to being in this in this universe say like with this type of film you're used to it being sort of within the 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 restrictions of like stranger things where most of the time they're safe yeah nothing is going to happen to the kids nothing is going to you know uh nothing is going to happen to them it's the adults and the older people around them but this film just comes in and basically says we're going to combine that world with just the brutal reality of a slasher and it's just it feels so perverse and so wrong but it it's um, incredible I, i've yeah. never yeah like you said they're killing kids which is something like i don't know sleepaway camp um uh, in the early '80s, I know that there are kids that die in that, but this is just something you see older teenager camp counselors like um, Alice or or uh, uh, Cindy. Like those would be the ones that would die. Yeah, you wouldn't see like my man, the the one with the glasses
1: Or Eugene. Was that his name? I think his name was Eugene. Oh my gosh! And he- he's just saying he's he, the worst part about it. I think is that <clears throat> it's Tommy, and it's their counselor. You know? No. Yeah. And so every time. He's about to—he's about to hack up one of these children, these kids. They're like, counselor Tommy, dead. Our our
0: our friend Caleb, uh, good old Caleb Caleb yeah. T. He actually was talking. Uh, we were actually texting about it, and he had likened it to Revenge of the Sith. Yes. Well, uh, and I mean, literally, it is. Yeah, it's it's terrible because these kids, they they're like, oh, the safety. You know, yeah. th- this is a, someone that I trust, and 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 someone who's here to protect me. And then he absolutely just tears into him. Um, and yeah, it's just very off putting to see um, all these uh, uh, these children get hacked up. Yeah. And no one is safe except for the Sunny Valers, of course. Yeah. It's all Shady Siders that are getting killed. Um, those,
1: those Sunny Dalers, the worst.
0: They are the absolute the worst. The actual
1: worst kids I've seen, probably worse than Children of the Corn, I will Way. say. Yeah. 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 Like just their actions in that entire movie, I'm like, man, these kids need to be hit.
0: Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. And it's just this classism at play at a younger level. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and that'll be interesting just to see. I'm, 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 I'm hopeful that, that we, I, I'll be excited to see sort of how all that began. Um, oh, but yeah, I mean, being born in Shadyside would absolutely suck. Yeah. I mean, you could just leave, I guess, but I guess there's something that keeps you well, there. they can't
1: leave, apparently.
0: They can't leave because they just die. Yeah,
1: anytime you try to leave, you apparently become like an alcoholic or something. Is that, oh, is because that? Because kind- all the parents in that town are like alcoholics and... Well, full stuck.
0: Full disclosure, if I, if it means that I can get the hell out of Shady side, I'm, I'm okay with being an alcoholic and drinking, you know, a little bit, um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, the brutality in this movie is just next level, um, I'm just ca- trying to think about, you know, the kills, there's, there's one thing, um, it, it, as far as, like, a little bit of a qualm that I had with it, some of the kills, um, when Tommy will axe people, they they use this weird CGI almost, uh, where it's not necessarily watching, um, Tommy just take an axe, and, like, hit just like a, a um, I don't know, a, a dummy or hit something that's um, practical. It, it sort of has this weird uncanny valley where when he strikes, it's it's almost like um, the, what they do in It, where it, it just the moment of striking, it's almost too fast to catch, but his strikes and the blood and everything looks fake and looks a little CGI. But then there are other elements, like... Um, like Gary's death when being decapitated and um, uh, what they did with Eugene we'll call him Eugene um, off screen um, and just imagining what is happening to him Um, there's just a lot of crazy but but overall you know I definitely did enjoy that but I mean it, it, it definitely stayed true to a slasher film it did not you know hold it you know it didn't it didn't pull any punches and you know i, I think just having you know this world where um the uh, it's a world that feels so juvenile and just in like mixing it with just the brutality of Tommy is is rough um and and you know he didn't get the sack i mean do you like the look of him without the sack do you think yeah,
1: yeah cuz he gets blood throughout man looks he looks like he looks sick he does look sick sickly like sickly
0: yeah no they do a great job of sort of giving off the impression that the man is possessed um and i think that that that, that's really really cool and when he gets when when ziggy does put the the sack on his head eh, eh, what happens like it gets sort of suctioned i mean is that just sort of we're just supposed? so
1: she puts the that sack on his head and then like pulls it and like as she's trying or like she's trying to suffocate him Oh, okay. Uh, and then he like throws her off of him, and then that's where you see like it's still pressed against his face. Okay. But then it it, it comes undone, like mm. it just looks like a sack.
0: Well, because after that point, there's not really much more Tommy they don't leave that building. You know, you don't see him going out into the camp and, and with the, with the sack on most of the killing is done without the, without the mask on. So um, I thought that was interesting, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I think from, from uh, just the standpoint of the looks and everything, this is, they, they could have messed up. Um, they could have, I, I don't know. It, it just, it, I, you can tell they put a lot of thought into it. And just uh, whenever Tommy makes that, that, that whenever they're down there, in that wherever that, that Sarah Fears dungeon or whatnot. And he clicks and he kills whatever. Do you remember his name? Alice's boyfriend, oh, Arnie, Arnie. Yeah, that's right. Whenever he kills him, and it just blows the world wide open It just it, from there on out i'm like wow this is incredible i i i you actually feel like you're going back to you know just the true nature of just a slasher film which is these people who are helpless in this natural environment and just being chased down by someone that you're actually afraid of so it just makes me yearn for a friday the 13th film i want it so bad but uh, alas but so that's Tommy, you know, we can start to, you know, move on and, and, and talk a little bit about, you know, uh, the trio here between Ziggy and Christina and Alice. So, um, I mean, Alice and Christina are together the whole time. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I thought it was really cool to see them kind of work together. Um, I think that, you know, it definitely goes out of its way to show, I guess that, that, um. Uh, Christina is now prudish, I guess. Yeah. I I I don't know, but um how do you feel about those two and them working together?
1: I mean, you know, I I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was very interesting cuz I mean, they obviously have some kind of past that's never really like it's not really touched on, but then it kind of is. Apparently, she snitched on her um, on, on Alice when they were like kids and now they're not friends anymore and um, the whole thing was she wanted to act like she was better than everyone else so that she could leave uh, Shadyside
0: so that's that's sort of the the that's the, the dynamic. Yeah, the crux of it is just that she's trying to, and I mean even with scenes with Ziggy, Ziggy, she's basically in denial of her shady side past yeah. and all the basically her 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 being a shady sider. So she's in denial of that, and I think Alice and Ziggy are there to just kind of tell her like you can't run from it. She's trying to run from it, but you she can't outrun her roots. Um, but you know I do enjoy. The, the, the sequences there when they're down there and they find that, you know, basically discovering everything below the, the, the outhouse and everything. Um, it reminded me of Super 8, you know, um, the subterranean tunnels that the, the alien creates. And um, I guess they find a big, the blob, is it a heart or it, it, things yeah, it spring? Yeah, like a, a heart. And um, that's where all the, the 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 monsters or slashers come. Yeah. they're burst from that thing. Um, so that's interesting. It'll be interesting to see if they they lean into that in sixteen sixty six. But yeah, I mean, I think the dynamic between Ziggy and and Christina, sister wise is 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 interesting. Um, definitely polar opposites there. And I think that um Alice and um. Allison and, and, and Christina, they both have a, a really, a really, uh, I mean, a pretty phenomenal relationship. And I mean, up until the bitter end, obviously.
1: Yeah. After her Riverdale speech. Yep. 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 And, and I
0: mean, see, that's the thing is that there are aspects of like Christina that are very cheesy yeah. And 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 obviously she's the typical camp counselor that's you know prudish and all that. But I do like how they incorporate sort of a backstory to that, and they have Alice there to kind of you know always call her out and everything. But I thought Alice was great. Um, Alice is definitely just just absolutely wild. But but yeah, it, it, seeing Alice um, do her thing was was a lot of fun. Um, but I mean, as far as uh, uh, Ziggy. And I guess we can, you know, talk about Ziggy a little bit, Sadie Sink's character. Um, I mean, so you, you, I, I, for some reason, always knew that Jillian Jacobs' character was was Ziggy. I I don't know why. It never really. It never really uh, uh, came across to me as a surprise or a twist. For some reason, I just thought that she was, and maybe I was just mishearing her name. Um, But I I think they kind of look the part. They kind of look the same, um, older and younger. Um, But, I mean, Ziggy, I, I, I think Sadie Sink absolutely kills it. Yeah. Um, Stranger Things definitely uh, uh, does have a good with with her. And I'm excited to see what she does going forward. Um, I think that there are just moments that um, even in that moment when she's sort of talking with um, uh, uh, Cindy, you know, when she's like basically delivering her monologue in regard to her being in denial about their dad and everything. I think that could be cheesy but I think her delivery, you know, she, you know, it, it's definitely there and I think she absolutely kills it. She she gets the assignment and I think that, you know, she, she definitely um, I don't know what else to really say about her. I think Sadie Sink does an incredible job and sort of becomes kind of this final girl as character with um, her, her sister so I think that that's a really cool dynamic. Um, do you have anything that you would like to mention in regard to to Sadie's portrayal
1: yeah I mean you want to uh, talk about
0: the end here yeah
1: we need to talk about the end but I did think she was really I thought Sadie was really good in this no yeah um, yeah she really did it justice um, that ending though we gotta we gotta talk about that ending because
0: so they're at the tree right yeah and, and they're going to bury the their their the, the, hand. the hand um yeah. and you know basically they're being surrounded by all the all the goons yeah um and long story short they all get stabbed and basically she and um um her sister Cindy um end up in a, in an assisting chapel uh, uh 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 pose and they both die um and you you're not on the believer side that that the CPR would work
1: though uh, you see how many times she got stabbed she got stabbed a lot she was ripped she was her insides were like torn up and then my man Nick comes out the woods he's hiding back there like let's just say he's hiding back there because he's nowhere to be found until this this very moment right and he comes out of nowhere and he starts doing cpr my man is a camp counselor and doesn't know how to do proper cpr
0: <laughs> you know there's a lot of camp counselors out there that have just passed it and well, they have yeah they yeah. have no clue it. Yeah, yeah
1: but i mean you should at least know that you have to breathe into their mouth before you just start pumping he's he's pumping and pumping and in one breath and then she's <gasps> she's back to life i'm like she's lost a lot of blood
0: she'd probably be in an intense amount of pain yeah do the same for Cindy. And, and and you knew she would have to die. Well, because she would have to be the yeah, one to die. Yeah. Um, but I guess the whole entire time, you're, you're, the audience is supposed to think that Cindy is, is C. Berman because C. Berman. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I, I just thought that Ziggy would be, she is the one. You know? Yeah. There, there's just something about her that says, I mean, especially when we see Berman in the beginning and we see sort of her nature and just her looks and all that. Yeah. Um, I think that they're both very similar.
1: But I mean, like, even, um, Josh and, uh, what's her name? Dina. Josh mm-hmm. and Dina, they were, they were surprised to find out that that was Ziggy. Um, because her name's Christina. Christine? Christina? Christina, yeah. Yeah. And, um, I think, you know, just from that interaction, they probably thought that the audience would have thought that, you know, Cindy was C Bourbon as well. Yeah. But, yeah. um,
0: and maybe I was hearing, Sinier. I I just got confused. I don't know why. I, it didn't come as a twist to me. But regardless, yeah. I mean that 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 ending sequence when they all just die is. I mean, I think the brutality is definitely one of the throughline. You know, one of the standout. Um, the characterization, the brutality um, in this juvenile world is definitely just crazy. I I think if I have quips with anything, and you know, I was gonna say if we had to talk about negatives at all. I think the only thing that is a little um, is a little uh, too much for me would be that it's it's needle drop nation. Um, in, in that, like for the first half of the movie, just songs are being played over top, and they're so loud, and it's it's literally just. I feel like a carousel of just you know popular music from the decade over and over and over again but I feel like that's only a problem in the first part of the film and in the back end they sort of play off of the Friday the 13th score and um, it starts to just be full instrumental and they actually put some cool layers on it I thought the score was was definitely very very cool too I'd like to actually like to go back and listen to it because as I've said many times I'm terrible at Recognizing music, but I was able to listen to that. And there's like some, ha, 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 you know, some so so <laughs> choir vocals. You know, yeah, some choir vocals there. But that's pretty much the only thing. That and just maybe the the special effects um, that were utilized during the kills. But you know, we're coming sort of to a close here. We like to keep it. You know, these these episodes episodes relatively short. But um, you know, do you have any sort of final thoughts about 1978? Are you excited for 1666? I am.
1: I am. Friday can't come soon enough. Get here Friday.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean I, I'm excited for it. I think nineteen seventy eight definitely I give it four stars on Letterboxd, Yeah. Which I think you did too. I did, yeah. You did. So we're in agreement there. Um and you know, I don't take those stars lightly, like I said. So I I I'm I'm pretty much gonna be able to say that I I I, I I almost loved this one. Um, I thought it was great. It appealed to all my, my interests, sensibilities, and I think they carried it out in, in pretty great fashion. And it's just a world that we have really yet to see on that level. And it just yeah, it's super exciting. But so at the end we we know that Dina buries the hand. She goes back to the place, bears a hand, and now she is Sarah Fears. So I read on Wikipedia because I was reading up that, um, you know, Wikipedia take it with a grain of salt, but um, that she is, when she flashes forward or flashes back to 1666, she's supposed to be Sarah Fears. Okay. So Dina is going to be Sarah Fears or at least be kind of a, a double for her. And I guess we're going to see that play out. And you see all the characters from the previous films being characters in that 1666 Union um, uh, settlement. So I mean, what do you think happens I mean I I, I I the trailer for it looked incredible
1: yeah yeah um I mean personally I thought she was just gonna be in Sarahphi's body and um you know she just she's just seeing what she's she's seeing like reliving it from like first person point of view
0: yeah no and I think that's kind of what I got too yeah, so yeah and, and
1: I and, I mean you know in the in the first one they alluded to the very first uh shady side killer which was that pastor or yeah the pastor guy so i'm thinking this guy's burning her (laughs) at the stake and then he's becoming a killer and then um we get to see that entire that entire thing
0: Play with out. all the cast members that have, which I think is really cool, yeah, because um, you see all the characters. I don't know if they're playing themselves or whatnot, but it'll be really interesting to see that play out yeah. um, and just how it all concludes. The trailer um,
1: itself reminded me of the witch
0: yeah, that that that's why you know, uh, we were gonna try and get Parker on today, um, but yeah, uh, I would like to get a Parker on next week for us because he likes the witch. Um, and uh, but yeah, I mean, I feel like we, we we we've spoken a pretty good piece on 1978. I I I pretty much loved it. I I I I don't know if 1666 will be able to beat it just because it appeals to my sensibilities so much and what I love in a good slasher movie. But, um, yeah. I mean, I I I'm excited. You're excited. Yeah. Um.
1: Kind of want to know why they put the uh, put that hanging tree in the mall. Yeah, that, very very curious about that. That is very maybe interesting. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll touch up on that in the next one. I don't know if
0: it was just convenience or whatnot, um, but
1: I guess they built them all around the around that uh that camp.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Not a good idea. Not a good idea at all. Uh, we'll see how it all plays out. Um, this Friday. Um, so, yeah. Uh if you don't have anything else to say? No? No. Nope. You're 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 speechless.
1: No, I have No, no, no 19,
0: 1978 left us speechless. Yeah, it was yeah, good. It was good. good. <laughs> All right, well, that has been another uh, Netflix sponsored episode. I am just kidding about that. Don't, don't please don't send Netflix after after us. Um, but it's been another episode covering the second installment of the uh, the the Fear Street um, uh, film trilogy. Um, you can find it on Netflix, obviously. Um, so, like I said, come back next week uh, where we will have coverage of the conclusion to the trilogy on uh, uh, Fear Street Part Three, 1666. Um, if you haven't already, uh, feel free to go back and check out. A little over two weeks ago, we released an episode on Blood Rage, John Grismer's Blood Rage from 1987. So, uh, give that a uh, uh, give that a listen. Um, that's on our uh, our our, our It's streaming now on our our feed as well. Um, But uh, but yeah, do you have anything else you'd like to say, Christian?
1: I have nothing. Nothing at all.
0: (laughs) Well, I think that we'll go off of that and say until next week when we're in 1666, we'll leave you with nothing at all.
1: See ya. (sighs) Bye. The devil has come. And cast his darkness over us. And his darkness grows. Within each of us. The devil has come. Do you see it now? Don't you?